Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 It's that time again, everybody. It's your weekly Kang Gang radio show here on Friday morning, 11 a.m. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody had a great week. Looking forward to the weekend. Obviously, exciting times. Kane's UNC tomorrow at 3.30. It's your boy, DC. And on the other end of the stick is the J-Man. J-Man, what's good, brother? Dude, I, I am very excited for the, uh, the UNC game tomorrow. I'm very nervous, but I'm very excited. So. You're such a pessimist, I swear. I am. Like on everything, you're just such a pessimist. You're you're that half half empty glass type guy. I am. Oh, bro. So I'm literally always the you know half full type guy. You know, I just yeah, I, I I am a pessimist, right? There's no other way to cut it. But you know, I'm just having I'm having nightmares this whole week. I've been having nightmares of you know us dropping this game, and then we end up you know we end up playing some mid-level big 12 team in the cheese it bowl in orlando again it's funny that you said that you've having nightmares i literally had i don't want to call it a nightmare but i really feel like i had a dream this past week that we were back in that fourth and 17 type situation and we gave it up again um and i hope it doesn't come to that you know what i mean but we can we can definitely talk about that later on with the unc game but bro let's talk about that game last week against the duke blue devils um and we talked about it on last week's show um and i even called like the i called like a 52 burger um i wasn't too far off i think i said like 52 10 52 13 you know some somewhere around that area um but man miami put it all together last week yeah yeah and you know um i guess this this is a great thing uh but pretty much every game this year i've called um you know i've been in the ballpark of how the game would go right um, against Virginia Tech, I called that it would be very close. I was like, I think it's going to be a nail biter. It comes down to the end. I think we pull it out. Um, you know, that type of stuff. I've, I've been really good about that this season. And this was the first game that I was totally wrong. And that I thought that it was going to be another game that we walked away frustrated. And we're like, man, we can't, you know, we can't put Duke away by the third quarter. Like, you know, that kind of stuff, right? So I've never been more happy to be wrong. And to me, that's a great sign because maybe this team is maturing and getting hot at the right time. Well, 100%. And I agree with you. And there was a lot of positives to take out of that. Obviously the turnover chain came out of, you know, quite a bit. Um, But the efficiency from the offensive standpoint, when you look at Dorit King, I think over the last couple of games, it seems like now he's getting more and more and more comfortable and yeah. Rhett Lashley's offense. And I think you can see in his paying dividends, you know, again, we, we talked about this the last couple of weeks. With the receivers, I really think it came to fruition once there was that quote-unquote open competition, and now all of a sudden our receivers have completely stepped up. But yeah. 
the game against Duke wasn't just the receivers because King was um, – I think King threw almost for 250 yards, had three touchdowns, but the running game really came into effect. Cam yeah. had some dynamic runs, some, some nice jukes. Um, Don Chaney, you know, he had some great runs. He had a nice catch out of the backfield, you know, for a big game. Um, so you see things really starting to come, and you see the offense really starting to click. Our biggest concern, you know, throughout the whole season was what's going to happen with our defense. And when you looked at the defense last week, J-Man, one thing that really impressed me was the down, the downhill type running and attacking mode of the linebackers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Like, that, that's been arguably our worst position group this year in terms of performance. Um, you know, we've, we've had some injury issues there. We've just... I mean, it's kind of been a revolving door of guys that were just trying to get out there to make a difference. Um, and uh, it, it really seems like this week, you know, we really found a, a good combination of dudes that were just playing at a high level. Right. Bradley Jennings really, I think, filled, filled the hole because obviously a lot, of, a lot of guys last week were inactive, whether it was still due to COVID or quarantining. Even a lot of the coaches, some of them didn't even make the trip up that way. Yeah. So to see that team come together and gel together, I think was probably – take away the score from the FSU game. I really think this past week was the best performance that I've seen all year. Um, you know, from, from top to bottom, from offense, from defense, you know, again, you, you throw in, you're sprinkling that one little fumble by, by Jalen Knight in the early in the game. Yeah. Other than that, I think it was a pretty much flawless game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to, uh, the, the linemen that, you know, our, our offensive line really, uh, like they, they look good at the beginning of the year and then they kind of hit a dry streak. Right you know, down down the stretch, middle of the year was just really really tough for them. But man, they look good. They look good last week. Do you think that has anything to do with Navon Donaldson coming back in? Because you can just yes. tell when he's playing. When he's playing, he just literally moves the pile. He's such yeah. a big guy and a strong guy. Mm -hmm. Like the running game just seems to be. And again, it's only one game, right? Yeah. But it just seemed to be like. With him in that lineup, it just made a difference. Yes, I was going to single him out, actually. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Zion has actually been great this year, um, you know, when he's gotten opportunities. And then Navon last week just really, you know, moved the needle for us. So I actually like it. I, you know, a lot, those two guys took a lot of criticism in the last, uh, you know, year and a half or so. So I'm, I'm really glad to see guys like Navon and Zion making a difference. Oh, correct. And, and again, you know, even looking at special teams, you know, uh, Jose uh, Borgales did miss that one, you know, 30-yarder. Yeah. I mean, and again, I, I think you can't necessarily think that he's going to be, you know, 100% throughout the whole season. Obviously, he had the one block earlier, but then he came back and nailed a 52-yarder, right? So you yeah. see that his confidence isn't shook just by that one miss. Yeah. Um, Henley, you know, you know, punted really well. I just feel like from top to bottom, this is probably the best performance University of Miami has played this whole year. And I think moving forward, hopefully that carries on until, until tomorrow when yeah. USC comes into town. Um, obviously, last week, UNC put up 49. Um, not sure who they played. But, you know, again, Sam Howell potentially could be a high first-round pick, you know, yeah. after next year. Yeah, I mean, if, if all goes well, it's hard to think of a scenario. I mean, you know, obviously anything can happen, right, with injuries or whatever. But, I mean, he has to be the odds-on favorite to be the number one overall pick in, in uh, next year's draft. Yeah, and, and, but if you look at the team that they have now, like obviously 
as well as our defense played this past week, like it's a whole different animal coming in. Like their top two running backs are studs. Um, Newsom, Brown, uh, Corrales, like, like yeah. their offense is going to be far superior yeah. than pretty much. I mean, I'm not saying they're Clemson type, but they're up there as far yeah. as talent wise with Clemson. Yeah. You know, I honestly, I'm surprised that they have three losses. Cause I mean, I watched that, uh, game that they played against Notre Dame on, on Thanksgiving or the day after, I can't remember. Day after? Uh, yeah, and, you know, I was, I was kind of – I was starting to get nervous. You know, I was watching it. The, the, the pit in my stomach was developing during that game, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what to expect when we play them because their offense is very, very good. Um, you know, they, they gave Notre Dame pretty much all they could handle. It was, it was very close until late in the fourth. Um, you know, and then Notre Dame, uh, I think they got a turnover and then scored to make it a double digit lead. And then that was it. Um, but you know, I'm not sure that like, that's, that's kind of the performance that I would expect from Miami playing Notre Dame. So I, I certainly think that people are underestimating North Carolina a little bit, uh, because their Florida state loss. Um, I think that they are, you know, they have the potential to, to play at our level easily. And I think that always happens with Miami, right? I think, yeah. I think every team, whether or not Miami's good or bad, yeah. I think everybody gets up for that Miami game. You know, you're that you're that brand logo. Um, obviously, they're going to unveil the you know Miami Knights 2.0 yeah. in the afternoon. You know, like <laughs> which is funny, right? It's called Miami yeah. Knights, but we're going to debut them in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to debut them. I mean, everybody's been waiting for them. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, with the whole situation with the season games getting canceled, things here and there. Like, yep. you have to unveil them. Because I don't think we play next week. Um, I think that Georgia, uh, the Georgia Tech game is probably not going to be played. So you have to unveil them. So there's going to be, again, there's only going to be 13,000 fans in, in, you know, in the crowd tomorrow. Again, it's senior day. Miami has to come out prepared and ready to go. And this is where I'm looking for Manny Diaz to show his coaching – prowless like this yeah. is where i want to see how he how he comes off of last week's big time win with you know against a mediocre opponent and now being prepared for unc this yeah. is where i want to see the coaches step up and see what they're kind of uh, capable of doing moving into this game absolutely and and uh you know i guess my key to that game um if you're ready for that my sure. key my key to this game is we are going to put a lot of pressure on our pass rush to perform well. Um, you know, obviously the heartbreaking news about Al Blades um, that came out this week, you know, he, he has myocarditis, I think is how you say it, um, that is results from, from you know, contracting COVID. Uh, and he's not going to play for the rest of the season. So, you know, we send our best wishes to Al. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, corner is a position that we're already low. We had, uh, you know, we had a transfer – uh, Christian Williams transferred out earlier this year. I mean, we don't have a lot of bodies, man. Like, like thankfully, Couch and Ivy are playing well right now. Um, but, you know, that, that puts us in the position where we're probably going to have to use Bubba Bolden more in, uh, in coverage. And that's – honestly, that's the worst part of his game. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like he's, he's kind of been exposed a few times. He's a great player, don't get me wrong but he's been exposed a few times when he matches up in single coverage with a wide receiver or even a tight end. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I, and I agree with you because I feel like 
not only this game, but moving forward because, you know, chances are you get past this game, you're you're going to a New Year's like a New Year's Six Bowl. Mm-hmm. You're gonna play great competition. Like it's not yeah. the, you know, bottom of the barrel type. And again, I don't want to say a bottom of the barrel, but when you're playing, you know, the Dukes and the teams like that that aren't technically up to your caliber, you can get away with some of the shortcomings. Now you're playing kind of the upper teams of of the country. Yep. And now it's time to perform. And you're right. Like our secondary is kind of depleted, especially on the corner end. Yeah. Um, Corey Couch, I think he's a he's a great kid. I think yeah. he has a bright future. But I still feel he is more of a nickel and a, and a dime type, you yeah. know, corner, not an outside corner guy. Yeah. You know, DJ, I feel like he has really stepped up his game um, over the last several weeks. I don't really see they throwing the ball to him that much on his side. Uh-huh. Um, obviously losing blades for probably the remainder of the year. Um, that really hurts. Yeah. But again, Marcus Clark played phenomenal, had a pick. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Jalen Harrell, you have, you know, Isaiah Dunson. Like yeah. at the end of the day, next man up, right? So, Absolutely. you know, it, it stinks to see somebody go down or, you know, because of a physical condition, not just an injury. Yeah. But that's why you recruit people. And sometimes you just wait for your opportunity and you shine. And again, I think Marcus Clark played phenomenal last week. But we'll see. I mean, obviously, obviously, each game is going to dictate, you know, momentums and swings and, you know, based on what the other offenses are doing, your defense is doing. So I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow. Um, 3.30 is going to be live. You yeah. know, it'll probably be one of the loudest games we've had this season. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's been forever since we've been at the Rock. So yeah. it's nice to be able to get back home and be able to watch, uh, watch the game live and uh, – you know, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I, I just can't stress enough, man. And, and, you know, how important the pass rush is going to be. Quincy Roche and Jalen Phillips, thankfully, they're they're probably two of our three best players on the team, <laughs> you know, or definitely two right. of our top five. Right. Um, like, there's just – we need them to perform at a very, very high level this week. And, thankfully, they're both red hot right now, you know. I I saw a mock draft that had Jalen Phillips as a top five pick. Um, see so. now now here's what I feel on that like, and I hope that they don't see this and let it get to their head right because yeah. I feel like you have to be able to show more than more than one year on film, but that's just me like yeah. that's why I felt like Greg probably should have came back. Yeah. But if you're projected to be a top fifteen pick, chances are worst case scenario. You still go in the first round, maybe later on, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's not like you're projected to be a third rounder and then yeah. you end up going to the fifth, sixth, seventh rounder. I see that all the time. Yeah. But if you're kind of projected to be round one, you pretty much go right in round one or right after, right? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. happened with Geno Smith a few years ago. You know, he was mm-hmm. projected to go round one. I think he went to first or second pick in round two. Yeah. And, and you know, like I'm not even – I'm not even convinced that that's how I project him. You know, I'm not sure. I, I think he's a top five pick, but – I think that just speaks to the level that he's playing at right now. Um, you know, cause, cause he is him and Quincy. I mean, it, it'd be hard to come up with, with two or three pass rushers around the entire country that are better than either of them. Well, let's uh, play devil's advocate, right? Let me, let me, let me shoot this to you, Jay, man. Okay. Here we are. Uh, and we always like to kind of like not agree to disagree, yeah. but we like to debate things here on the Kangang show because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have, you know, an open discussion, open communication. Um, is it is it his pure talent? Is he that good? Or is it predicated on just the lack of talent on the offensive tackles of the teams that we've played so far? Or a uh, little bit of both? 
for Jalen Phillips? Correct. Um, because name me, a, name, me a, name, me a, name me a right tackle or left tackle that he's played against that is hands down top yeah. two, three rounds. I mean, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, you what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So it's easy. It's easy when you're not playing against the caliber yeah. of you know talent like that is a first round talent playing left or right tackle, and yeah. you're just now if you're doing that and you know you're eating them up, then I'm all for it. Because again, yeah. like I, I'm not politically correct. I think he is playing tremendous. I yeah. think he's playing, you know, probably at a level where we have not seen. You know, and again, you look at Greg last year. Uh, but Greg did a lot of stuff going through the middle of the line as well. So it'll be interesting to see, again, as we start playing better competition, yep. how does Phillips – because let's look at the Clemson game. Did he really do that much during Clemson? Um, I mean, no. We, kind of our whole team got punched in the mouth. I, right. I, it was tough. And, you know, Roche really cost us. <laughs> like, you know, that, that was one of those games that, like – when you play a team like Clemson at the peak of their powers, you have to come in and control the momentum. No flaws. No flaws. Yeah. yeah, yeah you no just have to control momentum, right? Like Miami had to keep it there uh, in their back pocket all game. We had two opportunities in a row and Roche blew it, you know, on that yeah. defensive drive, which I mean, it happens, right? Like you can't more went wrong. You know, Derek King didn't do anything. Our running game got totally squashed. Like the play call, like, Lashley just got dominated from a schematic standpoint. Right. So it wasn't just Roche. It's not what I'm trying to say, but no, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Well, I know J man, we're against the break here on the Kang gang radio show. Uh, do us a favor. Keep, keep coming back and listening to us here on uh, slam radio, Sirius XM channel 145. We'll catch you on the flip. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. 
This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Chain Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Appreciate you guys tuning in here on the Kane Gang radio show. It's your boy DC with the J-Man, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, quick shout-out to the Amigo. Quick shout-out to Frank the Tank. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Um, want to do like a, a quick little shout-out segment real quick? Yeah. Let's do a random shout-out. You go first. We'll do like like a back and forth. Okay. Um, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to AB. He's he's one of my favorite guys, Adrian Bistolfi. Um, he did our logo. You know, I've worked Correct. with him extensively. Um, just a good dude. He, uh, you know, yeah. So he's he's one of my favorite people that that I've met. You know, since I've been getting into this Kane's media stuff. So shout out to yeah. AB. Shout out to AB. I'm gonna give you one, J Man. You ready for this? Yeah. Let's do shout it. out to Forza Podcast. I know you guys are doing oh, yeah. your thing over there. Shout out to you and Marsh. Um, you guys are making moves. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Fours Up Podcast. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Who else you got? Um, you know, I, I guess I, I you're usually the one that gives the shout out to uh, Frank and, and Amigo. And, you know, I think it's time that I probably express my gratitude to them on, on air. You know, I appreciate the opportunities that they've been giving us. Um, Bro, he, they gave us two hours to like talk nonsense. I know, and they moved us to the prime time, so everyone, <laughs> everyone on the eastern seaboard has to listen to this. I love it. No kidding, man. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give out to so I'll give a shout out to a couple of the gang members. Okay. Give a shout out to the Dirty Bird. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, I'll give a shout out to Brad Tejada. Um, I guess Brad just picked up a gig with uh, um, I guess shout out to Kane's Insight. Yeah. Um. You know, he's working over there. And Marsh just picked up uh, a gig, too. Was it on, on side or on-air radio? Yep. On-side radio, yeah, with Toast. On-side radio. Shout out to them, too, then. Yep. Yeah, well, I'll give a – since, I mean, we, we hit one member of the Orange Bowl boys, I'll give a shout-out to uh, to Roman Kane. Dude, he's a beast. Yeah, he is. And he's such a – he's just a good dude, too. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's been times where, you know, for whatever reason, Marsh couldn't record and – you know, I'd call him up and be like, "Ro, I, I, I need you for a segment, man. <laughs> like, I, I need you to, to help me carry this podcast. Marsh isn't going to be on it, and, and you know, he's yeah. always just responds how a, a really uh, good person would. So, and, and that's what it should be right. Like, you yeah. should have love for like anybody, anybody Kane related who's doing something positive yep. for Kane Radio or Kane Podcast or just Kane, you know, a Kane platform." Like, yep. man, I'm giving you all love, man, because at the end of the day, For sure. that's what we should be doing. We're not trying to tear Absolutely. anybody down here. Yep. We're not trying to be negative. We all should be positive. Like, did you see that junk that happened yet, uh, a couple days ago? Was it It was it Kane's cast that, yeah. like, dude, are you serious? You literally <laughs> put some stuff out there on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's, to me, that's just that's trash, and you shouldn't be a part of, you know, affiliated with the program like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I saw that going on, and and uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm of the mantra that I never tag a player unless it's positive, right? Like, I do my thing. You know, you guys have heard me say stuff that isn't necessarily glowing about some of our players. You know, I, I can crack down on them on occasion when I think they need to do better, but, like, don't tag the kid, right? That's not his business. He doesn't care how I feel. 
And it's none of his business how I feel. So if I'm responding to a player, if I'm in his mentions, if I'm quote tweeting him, it's all positive, right? Correct. So, and that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Yeah, 100%. These kids should not know the criticism that I'm giving because you know what? Like I'm trying to get mine. They're trying to get theirs, right? So like, let's leave it at that. I'm I'm not going to make it their business. No, 100%. Um, I'm going to give a, a special shout out. Okay. To these people are, are I'm going to give a couple of them, but these people mean a lot to me. Yeah. Kane's Cartel. Okay. Bro, those, those, those people are for real, man. I love yeah. the cartel. Yeah. It's like, so the cartel to me is almost like the Bill's Mafia to you. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I mean, it means it, it runs deep, right? Again, yeah. shout out to Solo. Uh, love you, dude. Um, yeah. You know, garbage man. Like everybody that's affiliated, man. La Familia, Kane for Boys. Sure. Um, you for know. sure, man. So, right. listen, before we went to break, we were talking about Quincy. We are talking about Jalen. One thing that I want to talk to you about, J-Man, and, and tell me how you feel about this. Uh-huh. I truly believe that the best players on our team right now, from top to bottom, all right, now hear me out. <laughs> Talking about quarterback. Yep. Talking about ends. Yep. Talking about special teams. Yep. Like safety. It's, yep. Either transfer portal or or JUCO transfers or grad transfers. It's crazy to think about that. Well, all of, I mean, you're you're right on, and I've actually taken a lot of flack on Twitter for my stance on this. The top six players, and you just named them, right? Our quarterback, to our two ends, um, our punter and kicker, and our starting safety in Bubba Bolden, those are our six best players, unequivocally, like by a pretty good margin. Those are the six best dudes on the team. And they're all transfer kids, whether yep. through the portal or through grad or through, you know, JUCO. Yep, yep. And, and you know, the, the area that I've been taking flack is every time that comes up, I kind of gripe on Twitter. I'm like – Man, like, this is really great. I love having these kids. But, man, I sure hope that we can start getting this caliber of dude on campus for four years. You know, because if you think yeah. about it, Bubba played half a year last season. He's the only he guy heard. that was there last year. Yeah. Well, Henley so, was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, Jalen was there. He just didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> he had to sit out. Yeah. But, but, but you're right. I, I mean, you're right. Like, it's – so looking at that 21 class, like yeah. you see the studs that, you know, and again, so winning, winning is going to breed some of these kids that want to stay home. Now, granted, you're going to get kids that are going to leave regardless. They want to get out of the backyard. They want to get out somewhere. They yeah. want to kind of make their own name, do their own thing. I get that. Yeah. But you have to get back to keeping the, the studs at home, home. Yeah. You have to, because you look across the, you know, go back over the years um, the Ed Reeds, you know, not a Miami native. The Ray Lewis is not a Miami native. Yep. Uh, you know, look at Michael Irvin. He's a Miami native. Uh, Benny Blades, uh, Brian Blades, you know, Al Blades Sr., yep. you know, the Dan Morgans. Though Those are, you know, local kids. But you got to keep those local kids that are studs, like the Leonard Taylors, like the James Williams, like the Bashar Smith, yep. the Jacoby Georges, you know, the Romello Brensons. Like, yep. you know, these are the kids that, you that when the whole country wants them and you can keep them local you're doing something right and i think that's how you're going to build your platform to get back to where you were a hundred percent agree man and and 
you know, we had, we disagreed on this. Uh, you and you and Dirty Bird disagreed with me and that's fine. Cause I see where you guys are. Yeah, of course it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I'm not telling you guys that like your logic is flawed or that it's a bad take or whatever. Cause I get it. Right. And, and when I was saying that, I think we should pass on this North Carolina game and just start like prepping for a new year six. And that's why though, is because I think we're in a really fragile spot in the rebuild of our program you know that we have this great recruiting class we have so much momentum and we really need to just polish this season off and yeah you know we really need this season to look sparkly and shiny and great to these kids to keep them home and you know like we got guys like jake garcia we got guys like mason smith we got guys like terrence lewis who i mean we're in it at the end right they're gonna sign soon and uh you know like I, I don't know. I, I'm not telling people that they're wrong and saying like lace it up and play whoever's in front of you, stuff like that. I think I'm, like you said, I'm a pessimist, right? And in my yeah. brain, I'm just thinking like how much better would it be for us as a program to make sure that we get this orange bowl berth as a well, and, and that's and, possibly and, and, being and, in and the I don't knock bowl. you for that. And I don't knock you for that. Cause I think you do have a validity in that because yeah. um, what happens if we do lose this game, right? but actually i don't think so because at the end of the day i still feel like you're the third best team in the acc hands down so i think again depending on what happens with the clemson notre dame game the only thing that can hurt you from getting that orange bowl is notre dame beating clemson again right if clemson loses to notre dame then clemson's going to the orange bowl regardless you know they're going to take they're going to the the orange bowl will take clemson over miami at that point which would stink for us right so The best case scenario is even if Miami loses to North Carolina, again, you still have the third best team. Clemson beats Notre Dame. They're both in the playoff. Miami still gets the Orange Bowl bid. Now, again, who they play is going to be different, right? Yeah. Do they play an A&M? Do they play a Florida? Yep. I, I will say, though, if that does happen, so say we win out, we're a one-loss team, um, you know, we beat North Carolina, and then Clemson ends up in the Orange Bowl, right? They lose to Notre Dame. I agree with you, like – they're taking Clemson over us and probably rightfully so. Um, I think we're an at-large bid at that point though. Um, and, and that's, that was another reason, right? Listen, I'll go to the sugar bowl. Yeah. I, I think it's sugar bowl. sugar bowl or fiesta bowl. Like I, I think that we are. Listen, in- you would prefer the fiesta bowl cause it's out by absolutely, you, right? Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know what? I'd love But then you play the big 12. Then you play in Oklahoma. Well, I'd love, I'd love. Or, uh, no, I'd maybe it's all, maybe it's Iowa State. I'm not sure how that would work out. It would probably be Iowa State, or it could be Cincinnati. Honestly, sometimes they do well, at large bid. Isn't, isn't the Fiesta Bowl the Big Twelve uh, representative? Uh, so I Iowa State at large. Big 12? They used to do like TCU versus Boise when they were both at large. I don't know. I I could be wrong. There's not Italians, right? Because because yeah. the Rose Bowl is the Pac-12, yeah. right? The um, Orange Bowls ACC. Um, Rose Bowl is a big, big 10 as well. Big Ten's the, the Rose Bowl as well. Yeah. I do think the Fiesta is a tie-in to like the Big 12. Okay. Well, that's fine. You know, I, yeah. I honestly, I think the Big 12 is really weak this year. So give me Iowa State. I'd rather play them than or Oklahoma. Much, yeah. I'd play them. You know, I mean, if, you, if you're asking me the top 12 teams that I want to play in the New Year's Six, like the three deep is going to be Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is they just came out with this quote-unquote 16 thing. Uh-huh. And if you remember, like I was already talking about 
that last week with yep. uh, with Brad. I had brought that up. Like to me, yep. you put sixteen teams in a hat, and you literally just pick them out. There's no seating. It's wherever you land is where you land. You know, and like you play them. Then after those first set of set of games, you know, when you're down to eight, you put the names back in the hat. You pull them back out again, and wherever you fall, you you fall. To me, that's just a true pick them game, and yep. you play how you play. You That'd know, whoever fun. you play, whoever you get called up against, that's who yeah. you step up and play. That'd be a lot so. of fun, man. But, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I've been getting at, though, is just like we're in if we're one loss. Yeah. And, you know, the, the ACC screwed us. Like, they really – I mean, they changed the rules on us so late in the year, essentially making it impossible for us to get a championship berth. Well, I feel like if you knew that Clemson, Notre Dame, and Miami were your three best teams – Mm-hmm. right potentially right yeah you should have made sure that they all three played each other yep yeah i agree so and 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 the sad part about it is and listen i can't knock notre dame they've run the gauntlet they've played who they've supposed to play yeah i didn't think they were getting past clemson i didn't think they were getting past carolina this is like leading into the season yeah. um obviously they've gotten better and better a couple breaks here and there you know, that Louisville game at 12-7, like that was just kind of a wake-up call. But at the end of the day, I can't knock them. They did what they're supposed to do to get Absolutely. where they are right now. So, But yeah. I just hate the fact that here they are going to play for the ACC title game when they're not even an affiliate in football. Like yeah. that's the thing that bothers me. Just like the Big Ten is changing its rules to allow Ohio State to play in a championship game when they haven't met the minimum requirements. Yeah. It's amazing to me just how people can do what they want to do just because of money. Yep. Yeah. Did you see, uh, did you see my tweet on that yesterday is <laughs> I said, I said that these conferences are exposing themselves and uh, showing that college football is just a little bit more real than wrestling, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Like but that's see, what it, this it where... feels like. It feels like WWF. I mean, they're changing the rules, you know, like essentially what they're saying is there are no rules. Correct. It, and let me ask you this though. Do you feel like the other members of the big 10 should try to file some type of suit against the conference for that here's the deal though is what are they going to do like all those programs know that they're not that good it, like but if, it's more the principle right it's not even about yeah but again it's it's but the here, principle here's the thing though is like say ohio state leaves and goes to the big 12 is the big 10 even a power five conference anymore no that's, that's how bad they are no that's, that's what I'm saying is like the, a- but I don't see them leaving. I, I mean, they if, won't, they won't, but I'm just saying like, if, if those, because they have a shoe in, right? Like right now, yeah. like they literally have a shoe in almost every single year to get to the title game. Agreed. And it's because Ohio state's in there and because everyone knows that they're good every year and they are, I mean, they're not elite every year. They usually get thumped in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, you know, but really if you like, if they, if they like make Ohio state so mad that, that, you know, they're looking at other options. I mean, they become the AAC, man. Really, they do. Like, they're not. You know, the- so, and, and again, look, we were talking about the portal, right? Yeah. Like, they're good because of why. Obviously, they got rid of Tate Martell, who came yeah. to us through the portal. But yeah. then they swapped that, and they got Justin Fields through the portal. Yep. You know, I look at the portal as being a, a huge beneficial, you know, um, advantage to certain teams. Um, you know, even last year, like our best player on the team last year was KJ Osborne, a portal, a transfer kid out of Buffalo. Yep. I mean, it's like, I mean, you could say DJ was probably one of the best players on our team as well, but like, like KJ really brought a lot to the team last year, especially on the offensive side for the receiving core, right? Like KJ really, really stepped up. Um, 
But again, you you look at the transfers. Like everybody is just making moves. Now there's this big, big, huge recruit that played ball with Bubba, with Brevin, you know, a five-star linebacker out of USC who now is entering the portal. So to me, if he makes his way to Miami, quote-unquote, because we don't know what's going to happen, the only way I see him coming to Miami is if Brevin or Bubba both stay. Because why would he come here without his, quote-unquote, boys, you know, to play at Miami? Well, so we got one minute left, so I'm going to wrap it up. But I just wanted to to mention this um, and take it for what it's worth, right? But uh, on Bubba's Instagram Live the other day, I heard. <laughs> he was trying to tell people that, that they're all coming back. And, and we don't know what all means, right? But he said, we're coming back. And he said that, that that USC linebacker is coming to Miami. So, I mean, who knows what that means? Obviously, it's a fluid situation. These kids can change their mind at any moment. And uh, who'd blame them, right? Like, if Bubba gets a second-round draft grade, like, I'm not going to be mad if he chooses to go, even after he tells people he's staying, right? He's got to work for himself. Um, we'll wrap us up and then we'll catch you back on the next, on the next segment. All right. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, as always, it's the Kane gang radio show on Sirius XM channel 145 slam radio. We'll catch you in about three minutes. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 slam radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. (laughs) The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang 
on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Kang gang who? Kang gang who? Kang gang who? Listen, J Man, I just can't get enough of that, bro. Like it's it's embedded in me. Kang gang. Yep. Kang gang. Every every single morning on uh, on game day, that's what I wake up to. That's my alarm. Well, that's awesome. Speaking of Kang gang. Um, we got one of the little gang members that just wanted to pop up on here. Uh, we got Brad Tejada joining us. Brad, uh, you? You? <laughs> <laughs> Brad, uh, Brad Tejada joining us here on the Kang Gang radio show. Um, you know, he's a frequent guest on the show. A uh, good friend of ours. Um, uh, we always appreciate having him on. Um, he's doing, uh, pulling like an overtime gig right now. I know he just had, a an episode over with, uh, Kane's insight. Uh, Brad just, uh, landed a gig over there so congratulations on that brad and uh how's it going how's it going today brad appreciate it fellas appreciate it man thanks again for having me on i love talking talking ball with y'all fellas yeah man it's been a it's been a pretty eventful day man it's a, it's it's friday though right we're we're just uh, almost 24 hours away from uh seeing seeing those brand new miami night uniforms well, what y'all think about those let me tell you bro um I wasn't necessarily like thrilled when I first saw like the reveal, but like being able to see like that helmet, that like that chrome orange on the front of it on that face mask, yeah. like that's pretty dope, bro. Like yeah. it's and then seeing how the cleats are how the cleats are laid out and things like that. Yeah, I'm excited to see those. Like you know, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I wish you know I I, I wish. Cause you know, some of the guys like to throw their gloves out into the into the crowd, and you know, blah blah blah. Man, you need to throw one of them jerseys up in that crowd. That's what y'all need to do. <laughs> yeah, man. When, right before we, uh, right before they showed them initially, you know, because the helmet's new, they didn't show the helmet back back when they first dropped them. Um, you know, I said like, man, I I hope that they change the helmet because the helmet was like the most boring part of our Miami Knights jerseys. I thought it was a little bland. Um, and they didn't at first, so I was bummed, even though I still liked them. Um, but I'm really happy with the way the helmet looks. I think it's awesome. The orange chrome looks incredible. Um, the stripe is is whatever, you know. But I also like that the that the logo looks a little more metallic um, than kind of just the the regular flat color that we have on the sticker. So I'm pretty pumped about it, man. I, I really like that helmet. Yeah, man, I think it was perfect timing, honestly. I, I know I know us fans, we've been kind of anticipating all year, like, hey, when, when are these when are these jerseys going to be, become on the field to where we could actually see them? And I think leading up to this North Carolina game, man, I, as we, we've talked about before the season, like this is – that North Carolina game was always that one game that you circle was like, all right, it's going to come down to this game right here to kind of decide how our season is going to be. And, and I'll be damned, man, as you see, man, we got one loss. And where we're going up against a high-powered offense, I mean, they probably honestly have probably the most explosive offense in the country. And I mean, I would even put them ahead of BYU and Alabama as yeah. far as explosion. Um, it, it's crazy to think about, man. You, you got guys like Sam Howell, but then you got a two-headed uh, running back monster, uh, both almost averaging a thousand yards. I think one of them's got like 16 touchdowns, and then you got a the number one receiver in the ACC, and that's not even including Daz Newsom, man. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be one to watch for sure. Yeah, we had talked about that earlier. You know, the North Carolina offense. Um, you know, their receivers are big time. You know, Newsom, Brown, uh, the tight end, uh, Williams. You know, the backs are great. Yeah. And again, you can't you got to be careful with Howell too because he's not no stranger to like just tuck it and run. You know, he'll pull that thing down and, and take off. Um, you know, he's our version of you know Derek King. 
on the on on Carolina's offense. And you know, he's the one that makes or breaks that that team. You know, if he's having a bad game, the team's going down. If he's having a great game, it could be a long day for the University of Miami. Uh, you know, tomorrow afternoon. Um, I hope our DBs are ready. Um, because uh, that ball will be playing tomorrow. <laughs> All two, the two of them. We got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, dude, our, our cornerback situation is just a joke right now. I mean, dude, back in like February, I was, I was all about it saying like, what are we doing? We don't have enough bodies. Like we're not recruiting dudes, you know, last, that was for last signing day. Right. And uh, I mean, here it is, man. It's just popping up at the end of the year. So I Jay, mean, man, let me ask you this. Yeah. Well, let me, Brad, let me ask you this because you, you know you follow recruiting pretty heavily. Like Jay, man, you know he's he's been stressing for the last couple of weeks about just the depth of our CBs and the lack of our DB, uh, a lack of our DBs. What's your take on um, a potential PSA named Kamari Wilson? Like, what what do you think about him? I mean, I think I think you're especially the kid out of IMG, man. He he's very athletic. He he kind of. He kind of reminds me of James Williams a little bit, honestly, man. He, he's that athletic type of guy that could kind of play multiple positions. I know he's more of a safety. Um, I, I could see him fitting in, like, as a striker for us. But, man, I mean, it, it seems like every year in, the, in, in recruiting in the past couple of years, we're, we're not getting the DBs that J-Man wants, but it seems like we're focusing a lot on safeties and just loading up on safeties and strikers. And right. I think we're, we're, slow, we're slowly starting to get to where we have so many guys that are athletes that can kind of play multiple positions. I mean, you look at a guy like Marcus Clark this past game, uh, yep. him in high school, he played all over the field, right? He played receiver, he played corner, he played kick return, punt return. He was a pure athlete. And, I mean, this was, what, his first or second outing um, as a freshman, and he did very well. Another kid Correct. like Isaiah Dunson, man, I think I think it was a very good opportunity. I mean, I think, uh, unfortunately, it, it was a little bit of perfect timing with uh, Al Blades. Uh, I, I hope he rests up prayers out to him and the fam. But, I mean, we needed those two guys in Clark and Dunson to get the reps that they did against Duke. And not only did they get the reps, but they, they actually showed improvement, right? Like Clark with the interception, uh, Dunson with, with the nice tackles. I mean, tackling alone, man, we, we harp on, on, on tackling almost every single week, even going back to two or three years ago. And that was always something that hurt Miami. And being off for almost three weeks, you would think like tackling would be the number one concern for this football team. And I mean, I think pro football focus only had them graded out as like one or two missed tackles, the complete entire game. And that just shows how much improvement this coaching staff and the dependability and execution that they're doing for the kids. Yeah. 100%. Now let me ask you this. Let's talk about the team up there in, uh, in the Northern part of the state, you know, old trailer Um, they just lost another decommitment, big receiver out of IMG, because you mentioned IMG. So um, big receiver that decommitted from, from Florida State up there. Um, what, what's your take on, like, a kid like that? Obviously, you know, they have Ja'Cory Brooks up there at IMG as well. Um, but they got some studs up there. And obviously, you know, even though we have a bunch of kids that are committed to Miami through 2021, local kids, you know, Romello and Brashard and Jacoby, um, you know, we're not – necessarily hurting for talent as far as wide receiver but a kid like that size six five you know 215 um that could actually add some some value to the university of miami if they if they were looking that route yeah and i mean it, that the height receiver man that, that's something that miami's been missing for a little while right like it, it comes up clutch now and then with guys like daryl langham obviously with florida state in the back-to-back -back 
great catches he had back-to-back games. And then you look at yeah. someone like Lawrence Cager, who also had the height. But obviously what, what he did at Georgia, it seemed like he kind of progressed a little bit more once he moved away from us. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm interested to see if Miami looks after him. But I think we're, we're so tough with the four spots left that I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Mike Harley, um, if D. Wiggins decides to leave, if we get a tra- – if someone transfers like a, a Jeremiah Payton, um, I hope none of that, that happens, obviously. But if yeah. something like that does happen, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Manny and the staff maybe going – dipping their hand in the portal and kind of getting a, a proven wide receiver um, uh, of some type of caliber. Uh, I, I am interested to see what, what they do because, uh, as you guys mentioned it, couple segments ago I mean we are transfer portal U, so it's going to be interesting man with the NCAA uh, not announcing yet with the scholarship situation it's really putting a lot of these kids and coaching staffs in a bind man there's a lot of a lot of young kids missing out on opportunities right now yeah you know you you brought up uh, us having short receivers Um, it's just kind of ironic because I remember a few years ago when we signed D Wiggins and Marquez Ezard and Brian Hightower I was thinking man we have these tall six foot plus wide receivers that are all fast, all have good hands. And, and I mean, we kind of missed on all of them. I mean, Wiggins is like, I expected more out of Wiggins this year. Um, I thought that he'd be more of a go-to guy and he's just kind of a rotational dude. Um, yeah. I give, I give Wiggins more like a, like a C minus, yeah. maybe, maybe a C plus grade, but you know, again, you know, even with Romello and, and Jacoby and Brashard, like when you look at the kid out of IMG, Malik McLean, I mean, you know, 6'4", 200 pounds, you know, give or take 6'5", like that's a big receiver. And we don't have that. Our biggest receiver is Will Mallory, you know, yeah, technically, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think we need to be able to have that big – see, maybe we've just been so spoiled, like me personally, because, again, I go back to the, you know, the early days. But, like, where are the – Andre Johnson type body sizes, you know, the Michael Irvins, you know, the, like the Lamar Thomases, like where are those type body sizes on receivers? I'm not saying that we haven't had those. They just really haven't panned out. Well, you know, we, uh, there's a, there's one in South Florida almost every year, but he always goes to Alabama. So that's, well, that's why I mentioned Ja'Cory Brooks, right? Cause yep. <laughs> you know, hey, Booker T Washington, you yep. know, local, like literally right down the road, but yep. Alabama seems again, look at the yep. last, the last decade, right? Ridley, you, Jerry, like, start with Amari Cooper. Yeah. Start with Amari Cooper, right? Amari Cooper, he goes there. Then yep. you get Calvin Ridley, he goes there. Yep. Jerry Judy, he goes there. Now Jacory Brooks, he's going to Alabama. Yep. And, and I can't knock them, right? And like I mentioned earlier in the yep. show, RJ man, some people just want to get away from South Florida. Yep. Like there's no knock on that, right? You just For you sure. can't fault them. Now you don't know if there's other, you know, factors that go into them going to an Alabama or a different school. But, you know, it's a lot to be said when you can literally stay and play in front of your, you know, your, your yeah. family and things like that instead of going out, you know, going elsewhere. I'll tell you this, Co. One of the reasons they go to Alabama is because Alabama's in a New Year's Six game every year. And we're getting back there. <laughs> and and, and, and Jay, man. if we and lose Jay, this game, we're in the Cheez-It Bowl again. <laughs> and I'm going to be and, pissed. If we play in the Cheez-It Bowl, I will melt down all over the Internet on this radio show. On fours up on Twitter, I'll be furious if we play in the freaking Cheese It Bowl again, man. Hey, another reason why you go to Bama is because you get a brand new car. Oh, you do, exactly, right? 
I, listen, that's speculation. Here on the Kanga Radio Show, we do not hold any responsibility or we do not take anything personal. We do not advertise or we do not like like kind of like filter what our guests say either. So um, just a disclaimer on that. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, they do drive some nice cars up there in Alabama, some of the players. I don't know where they get those cars at, but uh, there's something going on. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> there's no proof, right? The proof is in the pudding. It's like all the kids from South Florida went to Nebraska. Now, next thing you know, they're all transferring back to South Florida because why? Uh, maybe they just kind of ran out of their uh, stipend. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> right it's, it's it's a game right like literally and and even if those kids went out there because maybe they were given something it's not like they can say well i gave you this like you can't come out and say anything yeah because it's an ncaa violation right when we all know what goes on and it, it happens um for sure so we'll see hey uh so so brad are you, are you coming down are you coming down to the game tomorrow or what of course bro yeah i'm, I'm, I'm planning to be at your doorstep and uh Waking, waking you up with Grace and with the Kang Gang at seven in the morning. Oh boy, <laughs> bring it, bro. I mean, so what are you about five hours away up north in Gainesville? Yeah, bro, about five hours. Uh, yeah, usually when I when I come down for a game, and I make a pretty much like a ten hour trip both ways, man. I, I go there, watch the game, come back the same day. So it's, 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 a, it's a long day, man. But it's all for the you, right? No, I feel you, bro. Listen, that that's what we do, man. You know. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, that, that orange and green, it, it means something, right? You know, we, we talk about this all the time, you know, and if you go back to solo songs, you know, it talks about it's, it's deeper than jewelry, it's deeper than bling. Like, it's embedded in us. It's, like, infiltrated, you know. I've told people years and years ago, if you cut up my arms, you, you know, I'd bleed orange and green. Like, technically, that's not true because our blood's actually blue and then oxygen hits it and turns red. But, you know, again, it gets just a formality. But, you know, again... It's what we do. It's what we love. It's what we live. And uh, I wouldn't change anything about it, man. You know, obviously we have kids. You know, we have kids with the name Kane in there. Um, there's a reason why we have our kids' name with Kane in there. Yes, Pretty sir. much because we're dumb and we have nothing <laughs> better to do. But, uh, so, Jay, man, like when you eventually with you, you know, again, you're newly married. Um, I'm not sure when you guys are planning on, you know, having, you know, little patter feet running around. But, you know, if you're fortunate to have a little boy. You know, again, either you're going to name him, you know, Jordan Mafia Nelson or, <laughs> right. you know, Jordan Kane. You know, I'm not yeah. sure what your plan is. But listen, at the end of the day, there's a reason why we name our kids what we name them. Yeah. We do what we do. We wear what we wear. Yeah. And we talk about what we talk about. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's all about that you. I, I think I'm going to take one kid and just de designate him to to carry a name that represents the Jazz, the Bills, and the Canes. So I'll Good figure Lord. it out. <laughs> Right. Would you literally say the Jazz, the Bills? Yeah. So you can have them like you can name what's the middle name? You can name them Ofer. Yeah, no, man, it's gotta it's gotta be it's gotta be Bill Kane Mitchell, right? <laughs> right. Or or you could just like throw Stockton in there or something, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, man. Well, with this with this you, man, it, it's it's such a great thing, man. It's it's kind of similar to to the whole Alabama Roll Tide, right? It doesn't matter where you are in the world in the United States if you wear something with that you on it or with Miami. Someone looks at you, gives you that eye contact, and when you throw up the U and you, and they throw up the U, man, it's just it's that recognizable respect, man. And when Coach preaches that family, man, it's like, especially on the timeline, man. We see on social media anytime someone is going through a, a rough moment or, or or they might have COVID or, or something like that, man. All the fans get get together, man, and they either pray for you, they either congratulate you. It, it's a huge, big family, and the. Everybody's supporting one each other, man. That's what it's all about. And you Listen, see, it, I got an idea. 
I, I really got an idea. You remember, um, remember a few years ago, these had a commercial where um, guy got pulled over and cop went up to the car and the guy just said, roll tide. You know, and they just kept going. Everybody just kept saying roll tide. Yeah. I feel like we should start a movement, man. And every time we see somebody, you know, with that you on, we just yell out, Kang gang. Yep. I love it. with it. Honestly. Like, you know, when you, throw, when you throw that you up, right? And when you throw that you up, then you say that, Kang gang. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a guy at my gym here in Salt Lake that has a big you on the back of his truck. And I've, I've yet to Dude, see. Dude, you got to yell out Kang gang. I, well, I've yet to see the guy. I don't, I don't know who it is that's driving it, but I see the truck there. So one of these days I'm going to track him down. I'm gonna be like, but this hey, is how it goes, right? Kang this gang. is what it says. Yeah. You see him in orange and green? That's Kang gang. Kang gang. <laughs> right? Wait till we hit that remix with that song, you know. You yeah. see him in orange and green, that's Kang Gang. Kang Gang. We go with the war with the team, that's Kang Gang. I'm telling you, dog, finna hit that remix with Solo. Hey, man, I, I, hope, I hope they blast that through Hard Rock uh, tomorrow night, man, when they come out in that all black. So, listen, I, I literally was figuring if there's a way that when they're coming into that intro, just play that Kang Gang. Kang Gang, who? Kang Gang, who? Oh my goodness, man! The rock would be jumping, dog. Be jumping. Yeah, jumping, man, I'm, getting, I'm getting, I'm getting those Virginia Tech vibes all over again, man. I don't know about y'all. Man, I'm getting just, I'm getting that eight and one vibe. Getting ready to go to nine and one vibe. Because oh, uh, when the last time we've been nine and one? <laughs> like you got to go back quite a while. Yep. I mean, yeah. technically, we went 10-0 and 0 in 17, but I don't really count the 17 season because, to me, it was just smoke and mirrors, you know? So, people want to think, well, we just went. What do you mean, when's the last time we went 9-1? and 1? We were 10-0 and 0 three years ago, you know what I mean? So, But yeah. I don't listen to those people because yeah. a lot of them have no football knowledge at all. Well, we're up against the break, guys. So Why are we always up against the break, J-Man? You need to call the producer. So, J-Man, <laughs> as the producer of Kang Gang, you need to call the producer of Slam Radio and tell him we don't need breaks. We just need yeah. to keep going, bro. That's right. That's right. We pay the bills. <laughs> Not the breaks. That's right. That's the breaks right. don't pay the bills. We pay the bills. Listen, <laughs> Frank, Larry, y'all hear what we're saying? We want no break segments. Let's go. Make it happen. <laughs> all right we'll close this out man hey baby man i appreciate you coming on today um listen man have a safe have a safe drive down tomorrow um just you know give me a shout out when you're on your way down to the crib and then uh, i'll see you there j man close us out all right yes thanks, sir thanks for listening to kane gang here on sirius xm channel 145 slam radio see you guys in just a few minutes yo what's up baby let's go this is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, got the, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the second hour of our show, the King Gang Show, here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Um, obviously, the first hour went by pretty quick, J-Man. Uh, we did a lot of talking about Kane's football. Obviously, the, you know, the big win against Duke. Yep. Um, the upcoming game, you know, to, you know, tomorrow against UNC. Um, but before we get into anything else, bro, I got a special guest joining the show. One of my homies, one of my dogs, one of my, yep. my all-time favorite players at the University of Miami. He wore number 52, and he wore it proud, bro. None other than my man T. Good. Tavares Good, man. Thank you for joining the show. What's good? What's good? Man, my pleasure, man. Thank you guys for having me. What up, South Florida, baby? I just want to say what's good, man. Hey, it's a pleasure being on. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. And it, it's been a minute since, since I've talked to you, and uh, it's definitely good to hear your voice, definitely good to uh, – be able to reconnect with you. I know a lot of things have, have happened, you know, since I've seen you. Um, you know, obviously, I think the last time I saw you was back, you know, when you played at the University of Miami. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, that's because I, I keep myself under the radar. You know what I mean? I'm always under the radar until you see me on tape. And that's how I like to keep it. You know, we talked about um, having a prestigious uh, mindset. We talked about having goals and we talked about, um, living one way off the field, doing stuff on the field. Eventually, all that has to blend. So in order for me to make it and do what I needed to do, I needed to go underneath that radar because everybody expected me to do wrong. You know, they draft all these guys so high, and they said I was so bad because of my dreads and gold teeth. Yeah, you know, I ain't <laughs> saying no names, but I ain't, you know, I ain't never knocked nobody out or I ain't never no DUIs in the league. You know, I ain't do none of that, bro, because at the end of the day, you know, I was I was taught, man. I had home training, you know, and, and me and my dad, you know, Byron D. Yeah. And be good would always I would we would always t talk and I say, you know, I'm a thug, right, Daddy? He he he'll laugh and be like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I already know you finna come out there and, and you gonna you gonna get cold. <laughs> so um, like I said, but the main thing was to understand the difference between being a thug and a bully. You know, thugs have love, Pac had love. Um I, I was taught that bullies they start to fight thugs, they finish them. You feel me? So right. day, I never wanted to be a bully. I never wanted yeah. to do that. I just wanted to be that hurricane um, that we all grew up and watched. You know. The, but you were that bully. But you were that bully on the field, though. Don't 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 take it for granted. T good coming. <laughs> he coming. T good coming for your head. Don't don't let him fool you. <laughs> well, well, you know that was before player safety too. So I told everybody. Everybody <laughs> kept talking about this and this. I say, bro, when I came in, when we played. 
it was no rules. The rules was you had to protect your damn self. And so now <laughs> everybody was looking at the U and then they started to change the rules. I, you know, a lot of people don't know the history of the U. You know, right. the U had all white, all white guys there before, before all us came in there, before the inner city kids. All right. white team. But them boys were soft. They was getting smacked around. They wasn't hitting. <laughs> Next thing you yeah. know, they come to the inner cities, say, we finna get some click clackers. Then guess what? We changed the rules. They changed yeah. the rules again. You know what I'm saying? Before it was okay to beat up on the hurricanes. Then once we started folding people up, the rules changed. So I told my buddies, I said, I said, mark my words. I said, we're going to overcome this. I said, we're going to be good again. But the difference is we playing old school football in a new school era. So we done caught up now. And I'm sure they're going to change the rules again because the hurricane is back at it again. Man. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me let me talk a little bit about that because, you know, obviously when you played – and, you know, you talk about click clacking, man. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand what that means. But, like, you guys were headhunters. You know, you had yourself. You had John Beeson. You had Rocky McIntosh, Willie Williams, Sean Taylor. Like, there were some, like, literally straight ballers out there that were coming for your head. And what was it like to just be out there and be able to play at the University of Miami and play with those guys who had the same type of, men the same type of mentality that you had playing? Legendary. You, you can't. You can't reenact it, man. You know, we grew up watching them boys. Like, I grew up, I went to St. Thomas watching them. All you wanted to do was be a part of that. I wore number 90 defensive end, like we talked about earlier, played all types of sports. So I was a straight-up athlete. So that, at, at the end of the day, as an athlete, you found the best people at each sport, and you did what they did. All I seen was 26. 20, I thought I was 26 in high school playing defensive end, <laughs> but I was holding people up. And, it, and that's what it was, man. I thought I was Willis McGahee, too. You know, I, I just – that's the type of player I was. I'm right. big and fast, and, and those guys let me know it's okay to be big and fast and ferocious. Like, you ain't got to be big and slow and all that. You know, Kellen Winslow Jr., salute to my fam. I know he going through some legal issues, but right. still, we can't know what he did. So, when I look at that, I look at, man, we had a model, take the head off the body. Murder, murder, kill, kill. And that's the way <laughs> we played. Like, we came out there to – physically impose our will and make you quit. They took that away from us. They took that away from us. And then at the end of the day, they start saying that we wasn't good as we as we used to be. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now y'all used to let them boys bang people a whole lot harder. And y'all used to y'all used to let us knock quarterbacks out and, and finish people. I say, but you know, towards the end of my career, rules started changing a little bit. I mean, we still had that you know, we still had that sway going, but less power <laughs> offense, more shotgun. Then we ended up going to the ACC, that big thing. I think that right there was – I think that right there was questionable. I feel like we should have always stayed in the Big East because we was a pro-style offense. And I think right. pro-style offenses shouldn't meet up against these gimmick offenses until this time. And what happens is when you go to the ACC, now we have to change our offense from pro-style under center, bang, bang, Willis McGahee style, Clinton Porter style, Edwin James style. Uh, Frank Gore, James, you name it. <laughs> James, Jane Johnson, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we had to switch up our whole game and go on the shotgun when that's not the type of offense nor um, the type of players that we had on offense that was going to get us to that next level. So there was tons of adjustments um, throughout the years. And like I said, I'm happy to see the team where they're at. But I, I definitely know that if the rules never change, 
you know, we got we got our Orange Bowl championship. We might have been talking about three national championships. So yeah, yeah, no doubt. No, no doubt, no doubt. Let me ask you this. Who was who is, let me ask you, it's a two-part question. So who was your favorite teammate that you played with at University of Miami? And who was the hardest person that you had to go against in practice? Shoot, man. Hey. You know, we, we had we had a few people. The LBs was always tight. So I mean, it, it was never a dull moment in our in our meeting room. I, I can't say that I had one type person, but you know, I would say the whole locker room, you know, because I was that guy who messed with everybody. As being an athlete, um, you know, I I could play running back. I remember one time I moved a fullback during one practice because I was mad at Randy Shannon. I was like, man, I don't need to play this stupid back. You know what I mean? I'm I'm on him. And I went to the running backs. And so I go over there and I watch what they was doing. I say, man, F this. I went back over there with the linebackers. I said, them boys, I said, them boys doing too much work on me. <laughs> I said, man, I don't need to do all this to play running back. Because, you know, oh, like, wow. man, you just know, like, you ain't got to do certain stuff. So I'm thinking, man, I'm finna switch positions. Like, I don't care about this. I'm the most athletic person. I run 4-3-7. You know, I was just a gifted athlete, a gifted person. I yeah. could high jump 6-8. I could do all type of stuff. So... I was always in the point where, man, I could play anything. But, bro, when I saw that work they was doing, I seen Deron Thomas. He was over there sweating so hard. I seen Charlie <laughs> Ben I say, I seen Tyrone Moore, God bless his soul, and Frankie G. I say, man, I say, bro, F this, man. Excuse my friend. I say, F this, man. I say, I'm going back to linebacker. It's a little easy over there. But, I mean, as, as far as guys go, obviously, you know, Willie, um, very, very similar as far as, you know, the look, as far as, ethnicity as far as um how we grew up the culture love with right. jb um love jb just because of his competitiveness he always wanted to see me in the games even though a lot of times that didn't happen because whatever reason coach shannon had um you know that's in the past but you know there all these guys man you had uh eric houston um yeah. spencer atkins like these yeah, guys 48. My wing, <laughs> so you know i was able to be a part of different errors and, and within yeah. my own error. So long story short, man, you know, Brian Powder, God bless his soul. Uh, me and BP did so much together, man. That is like, we we would be riding 26s back to back when we was down there in Dade, man. So um, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of folks down there that I miss, that I love, Akeem Jolly, God bless his soul. Yeah. Mark, like I said, I just got a Sean Taylor. I just got a special place in my heart. For all those canes, man, I'm just happy I'm still alive. You know, I got stages of type one diabetes, beating that, kicking that, kicking that butt because I stay in the, I stay in the gym. The doctor told me how to beat it. You know, if you got health issues, yeah. it's your own fault if you don't get on them. You know, because there's things you can do. Wow. I get tired of people saying, "Man, I got uh, underlying conditions." Well, do something about your conditions. You know, you got underlying conditions, that's real but talk. are you going to the doctor? Are, are you, you know, I'm yeah, that's in that real same talk. boat. I was 250 pounds, bro. I was 260. I was feeling sorry for myself after I retired, bro. I went and saw Brendan Amadejo, a guy who was five to six years older than me, and just saw what he was doing. Man, like a monster, bro. You know, a, a skinny monster, but he had abs and everything. And I say, bro, if this man over here is in shape, there is no excuse. There is no excuse. So what I did was I found that motivation. I found that motivation, and I was not going to rely on underlying condition I would never let anything write the story for me. I would always speak my own existence. And that's what I did, man. I busted my tail. 
Um, I worked harder. I'm in the best shape of my life. Could I still play? Absolutely. I wish that I could go out there. I wish the team would give me a shot. Um, I actually went back with the Texans. I wasn't really quite ready to play yet. Um, just had some mental things going on with family. Uh, you know, I lost my mother when I was 10, just having my parents far away. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And being an athlete, I could do anything. I could throw the discus still. I could high jump. So I just took certain things for granted. But when I see my fellow teammates playing like Greg and other guys, I can still do it. I just yeah. ran. If you look on my IG, um, it was probably a year ago. I ran one four four in the ten. That's on wow. Facebook three something. So I wow. mean, you know, I'm, I'm I still <laughs> I still got that gas, man. But at the end of the you day, look good too, bro. I know you, I know you're slinging on weights. You're looking good, man. <laughs> I can't stop it either, man. I can't stop it because that's that that was a part of us at you, Andrew Swayze. Um, yep. that's my G too. I, I know he's not at the U anymore, but we was all Swayze made. And so, like I said, man, I couldn't pinpoint one guy that I just spent a lot of time with. I had everybody. I, I was that team guy. And I think that's why people still come to me and I'm friends with everybody still with DJ and, and John and, and, and Kellen when he was out, obviously, and a lot of other guys, because, I was never just connected to one teammate. I gave my heart and soul to everybody. Right. J-Man, how are we doing on time? Uh, we, got, we got a few more minutes, man. We got two or three minutes left. Cool. Um, um, real quick, so, so T-Good, obviously being drafted you know, to, to Baltimore, playing with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and McKinney and them guys up there, man, and then being you know, traded out to San Fran. Um, and again, you get traded the year that, that you guys played against Baltimore in the Super Bowl, and you know that that had to be a, a tough feeling, you know. But being able to be drafted into the NFL and being able to play in that Super Bowl, man, how did that make you feel? Oh uh, well, you know what it is, man. You know, I um, I wouldn't expect anything less, you know. And I, and I try to tell people if, if you want wins, man, you bought you bring five two on the team. Straight oh, no up. doubt. I mean, <laughs> you got to look at it, man. Baltimore had old, uh, a crappy situation. Them boys lost to the Dolphins before I came there, before Harbaugh came there. He brought us in there, and we changed it. We, right. we started playing, I'm so throwed off. <laughs> we had Ray Nuff saying that. We had, that's our shit, bro. We started in front of you. It was a different 5-2 in there. They, they, they downplayed my situation when I was in Baltimore, you know. Um, they downplayed me that like I wasn't worth it. But you know what? I go back and I'll say this. I played 10 games with my left shoulder ripped out for them. I'll never forget that. And I know they won't either. So at the end of the day, I did my job and be more. Then I go to SF. So, you know, two AFC championships, two NFC championships and the Super Bowl. So at the end of the day, my career, it was lovely. I, I have, yeah. I have no, no regrets, you know. Was able to play with Ray. Was able to play with Ed, you know, Willis. Um, uh, all of us was down there at the time and we built something special. That's what that taught me. Like they had to, they had to build off what we built. We, yeah. like, I feel like I was a part of the Baltimore Ravens success. You see what I'm saying? So leaving the San Francisco, they was two and 14. Them boys didn't have a winning season since 2002. I go to SF, what happens? Playoffs. Because man, I'm not about to play. I'm coming here to work. I'm coming here to win. And at the end of the day, you know what happened? I love it. GMs, GMs don't like to make mistakes either. They don't yeah. like to make mistakes. So when they saw me coming out there balling, them boys, Navarro Bowman and, and, and Pete Willis, 
my, my two little brothers, they have to step up. Do I feel like I yeah. can? Yeah. Absolutely. I had sacks. I had everything. I should have been starting on that team. But we had a guy named Vic Fangio who didn't care for me. And, and I'm just right. keeping it 100. Vic Fangio was in Baltimore, could not coach a lick. Couldn't coach a lick. And I'm being 100. I'm going to start speaking on these people because, you know what I'm saying? I'm at a free place in my mind. I, I have no animosity towards Vic Fangio, but I keep it 100. He got fired because he couldn't coach the heir to the throne. Next thing you know, yeah, I didn't know that he was over there. And so I'm asking for a trade. Next thing you know, I get traded <laughs> SF. And he the D coordinator. I'm slapping myself <laughs> in the face like, man. So next thing you know, he, he basically tells me he's not going to play me on defense while I'm there. So I gave him his playbook and I said, fine. I don't want to play on your weak defense. I'm going to keep all my boys pumped. I'm going to keep everybody hyped. And I said, I'll do what I need to do when it's time to do it. And that's when the Tony Montana squad came on. So it's God, bro. You can't stop greatness. He tried I to deny you, it. Man. He tried to deny it. And here we go, Derek. I still end up breaking a, a, a record in the NFL on our punt team. We had the, the, we had the biggest net ever. It was 43.99 yards of Andy Lee. Dude, we was tearing heads off. In the words of Randy Moss, we was tearing faces off. And so we ended <laughs> up breaking the record. And that's what I did, man. I held on to, to what the bone that I had. And Rand Shannon taught me that. Like I said, a lot of things happened in my life that I didn't look down upon. You know, sometimes bad things happen, but that's okay, man. You need them bad. I tell, I call it like this. You need poop. You need crap. So do flowers. Flowers flowers need sunlight, water, and crap. So what that told me is you need crap to grow. So what I did was I took the crap that everybody was giving me, and I learned from it. I learned from it. Coach Shannon used to tell me, man, even in them, in them, in them places where I knew I should have been starting, in them places, he told me, T, whenever you get a bone, you gnaw on it. So they gave me that bone in San Francisco and they turned me into something and, it, and I never let go. And so at that point, like I said, wow. I'm, thankful, I'm thankful for Vic Fangio um, not pushing me on defense because now I'll be forever on the Tony Montana squad, legendary scene. I'll forever be in the NFL record books. I'll forever have brothers like Pat Willis and Navarro Bowman. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it, man. Um, it, it was definitely a hard road, you know, as an athlete. You know, I'm very prideful. I take pride in my work. I work my tail off. And to see people saying that I didn't live up to raise expectation, I, I wish that I could have got them people in front of me. And I wish I could have showed them. <laughs> I wish I could have showed them what, what, the Richter, what the Richter scale felt like if they stood in front of me and I put this two screws right underneath their chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. T, man, I appreciate everything you've been saying, man. It, it's, it's been a great opportunity to be able to talk to you, man. And, and Jay, man, I know we're probably against a break, right? Yeah, yeah, man. We, we need to head to break, unfortunately. T, good, man. I appreciate you coming on to the Kang Gang Show. I'm going to reach back out to you, you know, here, here shortly. And I would love for you to come back on the show, man, and we can talk some more and uh, be able to, to get some more knowledge from T, good. Would that be okay with you? Oh, absolutely, man. And like I said, my whole thing is um, I just – it's not about being um, – I always tell people, because some people think you're like, man, you, you, you're over the top. You might be uh, cocky, but we always use this as an athlete. You know, I'm not cocky. It's called confidence. And if I just believe that if I got there that I, you know, that I made it, then I wouldn't have made it. I, I, didn't, right. I didn't come out of the University of Miami and say, man, I just 
I hope I make the NFL, bro. I knew I was going to make the NFL. <laughs> and and I, like I said, that's just being confident because of how I played against Florida State, how I played against Oklahoma. When I seen Patrick, uh, my man, uh, I forgot his name, Patrick, uh, Alan Patrick running through the hole, and I was sticking him. Like, he was running through the hole full speed, and I was coming through that full speed. And, and like I said, Oklahoma didn't – he ain't had them saying rushing yards on T good. And so, like I said, <laughs> that's, that's how I can compare things. And I'm, and I'm not the person to boost up anybody. I give credit where credit is due. And if I suck, I would tell her, I'd be like, yeah, I needed some work, <laughs> which I did my freshman year. I needed a lot of work my freshman year because I played defense in high school. I never – I was never a stand-up linebacker in my life. So my freshman year was a transition. After that transition, man, learning how to play, learning what big hits was, learning how to feed off my teammates, man, my game just excelled because that's what I wanted. And I worked my butt off tremendously to have that confidence. So, hey, man, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. And it's never about cockiness when you talk about the turnover train, turnover chain, or the you. It's about confidence, bottom line. Man, I appreciate it, T. Good. <laughs> yep. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. All right. You, uh, guys, but, you guys are listening to the Kane gang radio show here on Sirius XM channel one, four, five slam radio. See you in just a few moments. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM one, four, five slam radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. 
You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio, J-Man. What an extraordinary interview <laughs> we just had with Absolutely. number 52, Tavares Gooden. Yeah, dude, that was incredible. That was an incredible interview. You're talking about somebody bringing the funk and bringing the fire. Like, yeah. T-Gud just went straight, like, he laid the hammer down, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I loved it. I I wish that we had a I wish we had a handful of guys with that same type of attitude on this team. You know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking that as T. Good was talking, I was I was wondering like who on our team would I compare? You know, would I kind of link towards like the T. Good type mold? And mm-hmm. I don't think we have one. T. Good, yeah. man, he played so hard every play, every down, um, special yeah. teams. Like, he didn't take any time off, and he literally, man, just – there was just something about him, and I loved watching him play, man. And, yeah. you know, he played with all heart, all tenacity. It was great to watch him when he was playing at the University of Miami. And, again, he mentioned that linebacker core, and that linebacker group of Leon Williams and John Beeston, uh, you know, and Jonathan Vilma. Um, oh, man, now I'm drawing a blank on Rocky McIntosh, you know yeah. – uh, Spencer Atkins, all those guys that, you know, were in that. That is a great bunch of linebackers if you, like, it sit is. back and think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, I, I, I just – I'm not sure we have any guys that are as focused, you know. Like, I was thinking about it, like, who could have that, that attitude, that swag. Um, you know, like, Gil Frierson came to mind. But, you know, I, I'm just not sure any of the guys on this team are, are as focused as, as guys like uh, Tavares Gooden were back in the day. Like, I, there's you too know, many distractions now, man, with social media and, you correct. know, Instagram. All and that I stuff. like how you brought that up. I, I love how you brought that up um, about, like, the Twitter and things like that. Because, again, they didn't have that stuff back then, yeah. right? Like, it literally was maybe you read the newspaper, Yeah. you know, um, Maybe the internet was slowly coming around then, but like, like it was different back then. You know, you heard him say that, you know, he was Swayze made and you hear that from all those old school cats, man, like just Swayze, just, man, he, he made them work and he built yeah. them to what they were. And, um, you know, I'm not saying Feely's a bad guy. I think Feely's getting the guys in shape and, you know, you can see the transformation that these guys are making under the Feely effect. Um, but man, it definitely was, uh, definitely an encouraging interview and I loved it. Uh, man, uh, he's a true representation of Kang Gang. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, Dirty Bird, are you there? Yo, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, yeah so we, <laughs> you know, we're bringing Dirty Bird back on. I mean, we have him all the time. Love it, as always. Uh, you were, he's you were... no longer a third wheel. Let me, let me just clarify that. He is no longer a third wheel or a side cart. He is part of the Kang Gang. <laughs> Kang Gang. Kang Gang. Well, thank you, Co. We're off to a better start this week than last week when I was when I was just kind of the third wheel in the in the sidecar there. But 
Yo, fellas, I mean, look, I was I was sitting on there and, and, and listening to y'all talking to T. Good, man. And, you know, there was one thing that was just running through my head, and I'm sure all the listeners that were, you know, listening this morning and listening to him on there, it's, that man is authentic, right? Like, he's Kane made, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, like, I just, I love how he's just, he's, he's so open. And, you know, we were talking to, we were talking to him a little bit right, uh, you know, right during the break there. And, you know, and, uh, you know, he was just talking about, like, how, you know, how much he's been through, right? I don't think anybody really sees and appreciates everything that goes into what it takes to make it to the NFL, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that man's a warrior, right? And, uh, you know, I just told him, I said, hey, man, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate, you know, that, that swagger that, that you brought, right? Because, you know, one thing that, that you see when you talk to a lot of these, these guys who played here before, you know, they think, you know, swagger's confidence, man. Swagger's not consciousness, right? It's confidence. And that's yeah. a big thing that I think everybody needs to realize about swagger. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's not I, – I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I, I used to talk about this all the time on, on, the, on Fours Up is that, like, it's different now than it was back then. Like, I feel like in, in 2017 and some of these other years, you know, 2014 is a good – or, uh, yeah, 2014 or 2013, those are both good examples. And that we kind of just came to it and so, like – the swagger now is almost entitlement, right? It's, it's that these kids walk into the game thinking like, you know, we're going to clown these dudes and because we're clowning, we're going to win. You know, because we are cocky, we're going to win. We're going to act like we've already won and therefore we're going to win. Whereas I think yeah. in the past it was backwards, right? It was the, the Michael Irvin attitude of, you know, we're going to outwork you so hard that we can clown you and still win. You know, whereas... Yeah. I think the I think the more recent Miami teams kind of have it backwards, and that they think it's yeah. that attitude that makes you win. Um, but you know, the the old school Canes know that that attitude makes you so much better that you can do whatever you want and you're still going to win. What do you think, Co? Well, it's it's twofold, man. You know, and again, you know, there's a lot of teams out there even today. Like you look at Clemson, you look at Ohio State, you look at Alabama. You know they can turn around and clown the heck out of you because they're still going to beat you. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're not there yet. Um, You know, and and all things aside, right. Let's put all things aside at this point in the season, here we are sitting at eight and one getting ready to play UNC, trying to redeem ourselves or have redemption for, for that, you know, terrible start that we had last year that we played them. And then we take the lead and then we give up that fourth and 17, but we're sitting at eight and one, and we would have not we would have not have thought about that early in the season that we would be sitting at eight and one. But I think this is where the maturity comes into it, and I think that we're getting some of that old school feeling and that old school type mentality coming back. And I think you know the more you continue to win, it's it just becomes prevalent. You expect to win, you know, even when you're winning those close games, I think that means something. It means something. And next thing you know, Hey, we're getting down, but you know what? We were down last week. We came back and found a way to win. So I really think that this team is starting to turn to turn the page and who knows what. So I, I compare it to in 1998, we had a horrible season, right? A horrible season. We had just lost to Syracuse 66 to three. We ended up playing UCLA um, on a makeup game knocked UCLA out of the national championship, beat UCLA, and then become nine. And then 99 and 2000, you just saw the change in the program. And maybe that's what this season could potentially be. 
Maybe you win out. Maybe you win that New Year's Six Bowl game. You know, maybe you land all these recruits that you're supposed to be landing, and maybe you turn that page to get back to where we were back in the early 2000s. Couldn't agree more with you. You know, one thing that was jumping out of my, you know, just jumping out at me, man, is that this recruiting class that we have right now, like, these kids are different, man. I mean, these kids, you see so much heart out of, out of these kids, so much commitment to what they want to build here, right? I mean, I know, you know, these guys got to get in here and they got to put the work in and, you know, things got to fall into place, man, you know, but the, the, the mentality that the bright majority of this class has just shows you, you know, like, I mean, I think these guys are going to be great. This is going to be a really special class that's coming in here. You know, it's it's going to be exciting to see. J-Man, uh, what's, what's our time looking like, big man? Um, we got – dude, we got like three and a half minutes left, so we're good. Oh, bro. So let me ask you a question, J-Man. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. And I was okay. going to ask you last week on the show, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. How is married life going? <laughs> it's been good, man. So so here's the deal is, is we're awaiting to hear back on whether we have coronavirus or not, COVID-19. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've been, we've been quarantined in our apartment all week. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, we've been, married, we've been married for three weeks, <laughs> you know, stuck in a, uh, in a thousand square foot box with each other. And there's been some highs, there's been some lows, uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it's any, uh, any fisticuffs thrown yet. <laughs> oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Anything thrown across the room yet? Um, well, I mean, if we were on, I, I'd go into more detail if we weren't on the radio, my man. <laughs> oh man. Listen, that's just the, that's the married life. Well, well, hopefully you guys, uh, and so just for everybody listening there on Sirius XM channel 145 slam radio, um, on the Ken gang show, we are doing our due diligence, uh, Jordan and myself when we're maintaining social distancing right now. So yeah. I think we're doing good, Jay, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're, uh, you know, we're hitting it up on a zoom call right now. So, so we're doing good, but yeah, man, it's married life is good. It's fun. You know, it, it's a, it's a new adventure. Um, we dated for a long time and it's still a little different, you know, still a little different when you're cleaning up after someone all the time and, you know, trying to get them to help you out and keep everything straight and whatever. I don't know. So it's good though, but. Does she like sports? Um, no, no, she's not a sports fan. Wow. Wow. She, <laughs> you know, she's, uh, she's cool though. You know, like, uh, last night she watched about half of the, the Pats Rams game with me, you know, just sitting on uh, our beanbag chair, just watching some football. So she's a good sport. Um, but that's not really her interest. So. Wow. Yeah, wow. man. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like my girl's not a big, you know, Maria's not a big football fan, yeah. but she goes and she watches it because that's my passion, right? Yeah. Like, and then there's times I just got to go sit at the mall and watch yeah. her go through Louis Vuitton and all these other stores and yeah. come out and say, uh, yeah, I need your credit card or whatever the case may <laughs> be. You know what I mean? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, though, you missed that part where she reaches in your wallet and grabs your credit card and goes into Louis. Yeah. Bro, I always get that text message, you know, uh, you've yeah. almost reached your daily spending limit and i'm like what <laughs> no i'm kidding she does not do that <laughs> yeah yeah she does yeah. not do that at all yeah my my wife is uh she's more into live sporting events you know like i take her to a few jazz games every season and uh she's oh, in 
he's into the live sporting events. It's more of the TV stuff that is a little boring. But you know, if I if I get her uh, playing one of the apps on her phone or you know doing something that she's interested in, she'll sit next to me and and she keeps a cold Mountain Dew in my hand, which is the best. Oh, part. oh. So. Well, I know uh, that's always a good feeling when you can just reach over and you know you <laughs> do you do the do. You know what I mean? That, so, that's uh, right, man. That's right. So we're speaking actually speaking to do the do. Yeah, speaking of do the do, we have to go do uh, a break. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. So, anyways, you guys are listening to King Gang Radio. Uh, it's Co and J Man. We got Dirty Bird, who is no longer in the sidecar. He's full fledged member of the Kane Gang. Um, Kane Gang. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so we're on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. See you in just a few moments. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to Kane Gang Radio. You guys are listening here. We're uh, looks like we're up against our last segment for the day. Um, but before we get uh, before we get into some NFL talk, we want to predict the score of the UNC game tomorrow. UNC versus Miami. It's a top twenty matchup. Uh, I mean, it's big. It's big for our Canes. Like we talked about it earlier in the uh, earlier in the show. Co is that uh, this is the, this is the difference between the Orange Bowl and the Cheez It Bowl, which is <laughs> which I will not be very happy if we're in the Cheez It Bowl, man. Um, so uh, what what do you guys got, Dirty Bird? Give me your prediction first. All right, all right. So you know, obviously, I think you know both teams potent offenses, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know what, our our defense really showed up last week. Yeah. You know, so that being said, man, and look. 
you know, there's no secret. You know, Miami and UNC, we don't like each other, man. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna both be kind of swagged out, man. I mean, even their uniform combo looks alright, right? But you know, you know, we're bringing a fire, right? And uh, I think the boys are gonna be hyped up playing in uh, in those in those uniforms and those, those sweet helmets that they're gonna be uh, that they're gonna be rocking tomorrow. So I got Kane fifty, and I got UNC twenty eight. Ooh, a 50-burger. I love it, man. Oh, my word. He dropped a 50-burger. You know, and, and I, I will disagree with you here a little bit, J-Man, because I don't feel like even if Miami loses, I still think Miami controls the Orange Bowl berth no matter what. There's no other team that is going to be potentially the third-place team behind Clemson and Notre Dame other than Miami. So I really think that, again, I, I feel we'll win, and I, I think it, it doesn't really matter for as far as a bowl game. Um, but that's just my prediction. I don't yeah. think that there's any other team that the Orange Bowl would take other than Miami at yeah. this point based on records, right? Only if Clemson loses, I think then there becomes a potential where yeah. maybe the Orange Bowl takes Clemson, a two-loss Clemson team over a Miami team. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think Miami's coming out, like Bird said, you know, we're going to rock those Miami Knights 2.0. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I don't know exactly – you know, how they're going to portray themselves as far as their offense. But um, I'm looking to not, – not, not as big as a 50-burger, but I'm looking at a, a 35-31 Miami. Okay. Okay. So that's actually very close to what I'm going to predict here. Um, I'm not going to predict a winner. I'm going to predict 34-31, to 31, but it's a pick em game for me. So um, I think it's going to be close. I, I think, you know, it, it, I just – don't have a ton of confidence right now. Uh, I'm, I'm an eternal pessimist. Uh, I don't want to jinx our team by predicting a win. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got to do it how I do it. You know, I, I'm not going to give a winner, um, but I'm hoping that the Canes can pull it out. Well, we'll see. We shall see tomorrow afternoon and yeah. uh, 3.30 at the Rock. Yeah, man. I'm already nervous. I, you know, I get butterflies. I get butterflies before every game, but I think the butterflies for this one started, like I said, uh, last Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, or a few Fridays ago, because time's going so fast, when they played Notre Dame. That's when my butterflies for this game started, man. So they've just been building, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I can promise you that. I'm, I'm ready, baby. Line them up, man. Line them up. I've been ready for this game since we saw it come out on this, uh, on this revised schedule, man. Yep. Line them up, man. We owe that. We got a button in the jaw, man. Like I said, 50-28, yeah. man. This cane's coming out swinging, baby. I love it. I love the energy, man. Hey, Jay, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yo, so, so, Jay, you know one, one thing I was wondering, man, what do you think about all this NBA stuff that's going on right now, man? Um, dude, it's, it's an exciting time right now. I'm, I'm actually more excited for the season building up than I thought I would be. Um, you know, the Lakers and the Bucks both got a lot better. I thought they were the only two championship contenders or, you know, top teams that really got quite a bit better. Um, but we'll see, man. I, you know, the, the Lakers are, are in the driver's seat again, in my opinion, but there's a, there's a good number of teams right behind them though. So if there's any injury, yeah. it could turn into a very fun free for all. You know, I, I think, Say for whatever reason, the Lakers struggle to make it to the finals. They're not able to, something like that, whether it's injury or just old age or whatever. Um, you know, I think the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Heat, 
the Bucks and the uh, the Brooklyn Nets and potentially even the Boston Boston Celtics are all right there. Like they're all in kind of the same group. And uh, man, it would be fun to watch those teams slug it out, man. Yeah, you know the competition came back, but I, I got to tell you, man. I mean, no secret, I'm a Miami Heat fan, baby. Yep. You know, yep. but uh, you know, it's been all over Twitter and you know, kind of all over the, the news sources that you know James Harden's looking for a new new home. Yeah. And uh, you know, look, I respect the guy's game, right? You know, he's probably the probably one of the best one-on-one players in the. Uh, you know, in the history of the game. Yeah. But uh, well, let's be real, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a guy that I want on the on the team, especially considering everything saying that they, uh, you know, that, that, that we would have to trade Tyler Hero to get him. Like, I'm just not willing to make that trade. Absolutely. You know, James Harden's a liability. Yeah, I think I think we've, we've had this conversation off air before. Yeah. But, you know, James Harden's a, a major liability defensively. You yeah. know, he wants to dribble the ball, you know, 40 times and then jack up a bad three. Uh, you know, he, he's just not a – we always talk about heat culture and everything. He's just not a heat guy, man. You know. Yeah. But it was, it was funny. Last night I put on a, I put on Twitter. I was I was on a flight back from Chicago heading home, and I was playing on the NBA uh, trade machine. Uh-huh. And, and I worked out. I said, okay, why don't we get part of this? And I had a three-team trade. Excuse me, a three-team trade where uh, the Heat give up uh, the Heat give up Olenek, uh Andre Iguodala, Duncan. Even though I love Duncan, but we had to give him up in the deal. Um, and, a, and a couple other players uh, to Houston who moved James Harden, James Harden to Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee gives the Heat Giannis. One can that, dream, right? That would be interesting. And you know, I was on uh, Mike McCoy show here on Slam Radio, uh, the you know the Mike McCoy show, and I said, you know, let's say something happens with Giannis that he expresses, you know, his dissatisfaction with being in Milwaukee. That's actually not too bad of a trade is to just flip those two straight up, you know, Giannis for Harden. Um, puts Giannis in Houston and, and the Bucks get to run it back one more time, you know, see if it works before they blow it up. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's some interesting stuff. I, I am interested to hear. I actually haven't talked to any Heat fans about the James Harden potential, um, but I'm, I'm glad, you know, as an outside party, I'm a Jazz fan. I'm glad to hear you say that you don't want him because I think that's the right move. I, I don't really like the idea of James Harden on the Miami Heat for the Miami Heat. I, I think that's yeah. just not a great culture fit, one. Um, you know, I, I, I know the clubs are good down in South Florida. I know Harden would love that. I'm not sure Pat Riley would like that. Uh, <laughs> you know? um, You're right, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I don't well, think – Let me give think... you my take, Jay, man. Okay. Let me give you my take. The heat. What is the heat known for? Culture, man. Well, defense. Yeah. And James Harden has played nothing like yeah. defense. So I don't see that again. That that's my take. Um, yeah. For sure. And again, like like Bird said, I think you'd have to give up way too much uh, to bring it in again. After two years, he can opt back out and go somewhere else. So yeah. you know, is it is it a short term you know kind of win for a long term like loss? I'm not a big Harden fan. I don't like – if you look at everybody he's played with, nobody wants to play with him. Westbrook, yeah. Chris Paul. I mean, let me, don't get me wrong. He can shoot, right? Like, he can score, um, all-NBA scoring and things like that. But, bro, no defense. Yeah. No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. And, and you know, as, as much as I think Heat fans wish that they could make the deal work without Tyler Hero, it just won't. Um, right. You know, I, I bet – 
honestly, I bet the Rockets would start with Bam, and then when they realize they can't get Bam, then they lock on to Tyler Hero. You know, so it's not going to be a thing where they lock on to Hero and then end up with Duncan Robinson, right? Because um, there's just going to be better offers out there than a package based around Duncan Robinson. So, you know, I just – I don't see them working out a deal because I – you know, Butler's not a good – I don't view Butler as a good teammate to James Harden. Or uh, I don't view that as a successful – They don't complement each other. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't complement each other either. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, I think the, with Butler, Bam, Hero, Duncan, Goran, Precious, you know, again, I mean, I, I think – you know, I still think they need a big man, you know, like yeah. a legitimate – because you can move Bam to the four if you can get a big man. But yeah. then again, like when you think about Giannis – like that changes the whole complexion of the team as well, as far as scoring, as far as up and down the court. There's a lot that goes into play with somebody like Giannis on your team. Yeah, it'll be interesting yep. to see how it plays out, man. You guys are you guys are lucky that you have that uh, franchise infrastructure and you know obviously a market that's attractive to people. I think uh, you know the Jazz. The Godfather. <laughs> right. The the Jazz have have done yeah, a very good job of of building infrastructure. Um, in the last, I think it's like in the last 25 years or 35 years or something, the Jazz had the second highest win percentage behind only the Spurs. Um, but at the end of the day, like these superstar athletes just don't want to play in Salt Lake City, which is unfortunate, but what can you do, right? So, yep. There's I nothing mean, to do there. I want to rag on the Heat for a second, though, man. Yeah. How disappointing were those uniforms that they put out that looked like would you call them on Twitter, uh, Jay, the, the tricks pudding cups. That's exactly what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look. Yeah, That's the, a very the, good the, assessment. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Vice Wave jerseys, man, we've, we've loved that, man. I would even love yeah. to see the Canes rock out with some Vice Wave jerseys, right? Yeah. Again, one can, one can wish, one can hope, you know. But, uh, man, they, they just missed the mark, man. I mean, it's like Agreed. a you know, pink's holding into that uh, – that bluish color it just yeah. i don't know it doesn't look good and it's unfortunate because i agree with you i actually think their their run of vice jerseys were some of the best in the nba i love the the baby blues i love the pink oh. ones the black ones were great like you know all of them have been good um until this one it's just it's horrible yeah what do you think Co? you know if i had a girl maybe she would wear it but uh, <laughs> yeah it's definitely not it's definitely not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, again, like, and I was, I was going to ask T good about that. You know, when, when he played the University of Miami, it literally, man, it was, you know, orange on white, you know, green on orange, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that I miss, man. It's like green tops on orange, on orange pants, man. Like, yeah. it's just something about that color, man, you know, and, yeah. um, today everybody wants to have these retros and these alternates and these, you know, just different type of uniforms. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's attractive to a, to a point, but then like enough's enough. Yeah. Agreed, man. I, yep. I agree. You know, it's like, Jay, man, you're a Bills fan. I, to me, when I think of the Buffalo Bills, I think of the red helmets, man. So yeah. the white helmets throw me off now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, uh, you know, the, I, from what I understand, the NFL might be going back to uh, the rule where you can have more than one helmet. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure Buffalo will put a new twist on that red look, you know that red helmet look if they can. But I don't know, man. What do you, Speak- you think about your Bills lately, man? They've been playing all right, huh? I know. You know, I've been telling people that uh, Josh Allen was was MVP caliber all season, 
And you know what? He put some doubt into people, and I heard about it. I heard about it a lot. Um, but how about that Monday night game this week? You know, he, he really – yeah, he put the he put a licking on the uh, 49ers defense and, you know, almost a perfect yeah. game from him, really. So, yeah. You know, he's my fantasy quarterback, right? So, we always <laughs> – you know, we always laugh about Josh. And I always – you know, I'm always rooting for him, right? Because, you yeah. know, I'm trying to win that, you know, fantasy league. Right, yeah. right, every day. <laughs> and, uh, you know – I've actually – I've lost the last four weeks in a row in my league, man, in my yeah. Yahoo league. Two of those weeks I've had the second-highest scoring team, but I have one for it. And that's just how the good struggle sometimes. But the, the, the funny part about it is, man, I've lost four in a row, but I still backed into the first round by this week. So I've got, I've got nothing going on this week, man. <laughs> well, that's good, man. You can just enjoy the, the UNC game and, you know, yes. football, no stress, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we're uh, we're rolling up right to the end of the show, unfortunately. Man, it was it was a good one though. Um, Great two hours. Yeah. Great two hours. I, I love having the two hours. You know, having Tavares Gooden on was what an incredible interview. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, before we go, real quick, um, do you guys have any predictions on where James Harden gets traded? Because I I know he's going to get traded. Um, I think he ends up in Philadelphia. Do you guys have any picks? I'm going to agree with you on Philadelphia because of, because of Daryl Morey, right? Yeah. I think the guy's infatuated with him, and he's you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna trade whatever he's got to trade to get uh, to get James in Philly. Agreed, agreed. And you know I think Ben Simmons is like the the best piece that makes sense to trade for James yep. Harden in the entire NBA. You know. Um, like if Brooklyn wants to get it done, I think they got to move Kyrie Irving. I'm not sure they're going to do that. So I don't think it's a loss on that part if they if they get rid of Kyrie though. I I agree with you. I'd I'd much rather have James Harden than Kyrie Irving. But um, I'm I'm just not. You know, they have to play politics with KD. Like if yeah. KD says no to that, then it ain't going to happen. So um, you're just trading one rotten apple for another one, man. <laughs> right, right. It's uh. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know why Houston would do that. I'd rather have Ben Simmons, and I'm not even a huge fan of him, honestly. Um, but anyways, we got to wrap up, guys. Y'all are listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show. Thank you so much for staying with us for the last two hours. Hope you guys have a good Friday. Go Canes tomorrow. Let's get a good win. And, uh, yeah, you're, we're on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Big dub. Gang. Big dub. Kang Gang. <laughs> Kang Gang. See you guys. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.